Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yesterday's video. He was referencing the whole of Psalm 22. You see, before chapter divisions were inserted into the biblical text, uh, that, that happened in the 12th century AD, uh, a person would refer to a psalm by quoting the first line. And when we study the whole of Psalm 22, we realize what Jesus was referring to, not just that verse 1, but the entirety of his sufferings. And here in Psalm 22, we get a unique window into the horrors of the cross. The psalm that begins, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, continues with an extended first-person account of the Messiah's sufferings. In verses 6 to 8, he says, I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. A thousand years before Good Friday, this psalm predicts the whole experience of crucifixion, even quoting in advance the words of the crowd at Calvary. You can read how the crowd said exactly these things in Matthew chapter 27. The phrase, laughed to scorn, is uh, the older translation of all who see me mock me. The King James uh, translation translated as laughed to scorn, and really that's an extended, amplified translation of a single Hebrew word. That single Hebrew word carries the sense of both laughing and scorn, and so the King James sort of hedged its bets a little bit and went for both, laughed to scorn. Uh, nowadays we'd call that an amplified translation, but it captures the sense well. To laugh something to scorn is to deride it to laugh at it, to think that it's nothing. And that is how humanity treated God the Son when He came among us. We laughed Him to scorn as He died in utter ignominy. Yet here is the profound irony. As the mockers at the cross felt so superior to Christ, all they were doing was proving His Messiahship. They were inadvertently fulfilling a prophecy from a thousand years previous. Their mockery really flatters the divine wisdom of God, who arranged for all of this. It's just one of several striking fulfillments of the psalm that happened on Good Friday. Psalm 22 from verse 14 continues like this. Christ says, I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax, it has melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs surround me, a pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garments. The one on the cross who appeared so laughable is seen in the light of Psalm 22 to be in complete control. As they pierce his hands and his feet, he might look utterly powerless, and yet he is powerfully fulfilling his own scriptures. As they mock him and gamble for his clothes, he might seem like a figure of disgust, a figure of fun. And yet, all of this mockery is actually establishing his identity as the Messiah promised of old. The one who must suffer, must die, and must rise again. Christ endures being laughed to scorn, but he eventually has the last laugh. 
Perhaps you are enduring mockery for your Christian faith right now. Are there those in your life who laugh at you, scorn you, sneer at you? Jesus knows exactly what that is like. And he has promised that we will know the same mockery. So when the scorning comes, rejoice. The prophecies are being fulfilled. Rejoice. You have fellowship with Jesus who endured the same. And rejoice. The last laugh is not the mockery of the crowd. It's the gracious victory of Jesus. Mm -hmm.